Williams and T-Rex. What up? So it's kind of something different that we do. Um, instead of mentioning our, mentioning our sponsors mid-episode, uh, we just want to do a quick shout out to uh, our sponsors today. Uh, one being Stinger Trailer, and uh, they were they were cool enough to actually get on a podcast with us uh, last episode. So if you haven't already, go ahead check it out. It's real solid dudes. Um, it's crazy when you listen to their backstory of how they've gotten to be where they are. Oh yeah, being one of the most top tier of motorcycle trailers out there. That's not only affordable, but I mean the size so easy of it. To use. Yeah. And then uh, this week. Uh, we got Rosette Speed Technology. Uh, you know, they, they kind of specialize in doing the dy- the dynamometers and stuff like that. Um, dude, he's a beast at tuning Harleys. Um, he does metric bikes, like literally everything. Um, he's the one who actually tuned my bike. Uh, Charlie sends all his stuff to him. Uh, but yeah, dude, he's he's pretty he's pretty cool. Um, he's a cool dude. He's up in Michigan. He's up Michigan. Just got his new shop. Check him out on uh, Instagram, uh, Rosettes underscore Speed underscore Technology. He's a cool dude. So we're going to get him on, kind of do a little test run here, and then maybe get him up for a whole year sponsor or something. Yeah, for sure. So, so who do we got today? Here we go. Here we go. Introduce him. Hi, I'm Catfish. What's your, hit us with your Instagram, bro. You don't it, know it? It's, it's Hoosier Poppy 55. <laughs> <laughs> Hoosier, Poppy Hoosier Poppy 55. I don't is think that, you can forget that one. Is that your age? Is that the top, the takedown? Is that the top age? No, as long as they're uh, still, you know, wheelchair-bound, standing, <laughs> I'm fine with that. You're good. What about you? Who else we got over here? <laughs> All right, there we go. Had mic issues. Sorry. Who we got with us? Introduce yourself, bro. Uh, Tucky. Tucky. Oh, Alan Carter. He has no. He's a. He's an older guy. He's got no Instagram, nothing like that. <laughs> no. He just fucking rips his bike. <laughs> I, I think he just got rid of his flip phone. Yeah, he did. He just got rid of his flip-up. But, hey, he uh, he talks like he's from Kentucky, but he's not weird, you know. But uh, so that's that's what we got. So what are we, what are we going to get on first? So just like every episode, any guests that we have on, I kind of want to know um, what got them into the, uh, the motorcycle scene um, and kind of what they're doing now with riding and everything. So, Catfish, we'll start with you, man. Where, How did you get into the world of motorcycles? Well, I always wanted a bike when I was younger, but I didn't have the money. Uh, I grew up with not, you know, I, I, I didn't go without, but at the same time, you know, right out of high school, I really st- just didn't have the money for a motorcycle. I never rode a dirt bike or anything, and I got me a good factory job and bought me a Sportster about seven years ago, and it's all been downhill since. <laughs> downhill. <laughs> now, do you still have a Sportster? I recently bought it back and then turned it uh, turned around and sold it. Uh, I was going to job it out, but uh, financial reasons, yeah. Yeah. So I actually tried doing that once with a Suzuki Savage LS650, and because <laughs> of the it was a single stroke motor. Um, sorry, one cylinder, not single, but uh, one cylinder, and I end up rewiring the whole thing. But it's crazy how much how much money will actually go into trying to make something a bobber or a chopped out bike. I mean, people have a, I feel like have an idea that because you're getting rid of a bunch of stuff, which you are, I don't think they understand what the cost goes into it. Yeah, the fabrication, all that stuff. I mean, it's not cheap, especially like, you know, I'm limited on like the work I can do in my own garage and whatnot. So the fabricating parts vary. very expensive it's uh, not cheap what what did you no. do after the sporty uh, i went out and bought a fat boy then immediately wrecked it <laughs> i remember that that's why i asked <laughs> yeah that thing looking kind of sick though oh yeah it had 14 inch buck horns on it and stuff it's pretty cool i wanted an old school look for it i think what's funny about this podcast with matt i'm gonna veer off for just a second yeah this is our first even though you have we'll talk about your bike how you have it set up but you're not you're not full you're not full performance bagger guy you're you're very much like hell yeah brother with performance in there right exactly hell yeah brother yeah <laughs> yeah so this is this one i told matt he's like why do you want to do catfish for i was like well dude his trip but then like he's not a performance guy but he fucking puts the miles on his bike yeah so he's like oh i like it so all right so anyway so then you wrecked the fat bob uh yeah i wrecked my fat boy, fat boy. Uh, that was a situation all of it's with, within <laughs> itself we're not going to go into that but uh um, shortly after that, I got me a street glide, and it was super hell yeah, brother, you know. <laughs> it was. Um, and then 
shortly after that, I sold that bike to another buddy, and I've got my Road Glide now. And I actually prefer the Road Glide over everything I've owned. So, Absolutely. thank God. Okay, so <laughs> I, I love asking this question, especially for the people that have had street glides and now have Road Glides, because if you go ask any anyone off the street, hey, there's a difference instantly. Oh, there, there's no difference. Do you, can you tell a difference? I can tell a huge difference with like cornering, wind buffer, all that stuff. You start putting miles on the two of them and you can see a huge difference. Yeah. And see, that's what I liked about someone who's put miles on it. I've, I always get my, you know, my representation of why I like my road glide over the, the Batwing. I had an 03 Batwing before my road glide. <clears throat> and for me, I did not, I was not the rider back then that I am now. So like I would love to get on someone's bike the other day i jumped on it was a street glide i was like oh my like it was so foreign to me because i've had my bike for six almost seven years now yeah and so that was so foreign to me but dude it i would love to know how to ride like i do now and rip a batwing because i want to see if i can really feel that difference but yeah you you can right yes sir yeah (laughs) (laughs) what i mean what just the handling like as far as like top end obviously because that's the only thing different yeah, so the, the issue is, is like with uh, the road glide, you get the fixed fairing, right? Yeah. So when you're going down the road, this is like my biggest thing. You get caught between two semis for a long distance and a crosswind. That wind buffer hitting the bat wing just wants to blow your bars around. Like you can actually feel the wobble on the front end. Yeah. Even yeah. with the new ones with the vent, yep. it does make it better, but it's it doesn't solve yeah, the issue. Yeah, because Tucky said the same thing. Tucky had a, uh, he had a bat wing what was it ultra ultra he had an ultra bat wing and it was it, he he didn't mind it at all but he always he had his old street glide before that and uh he said that you know on that old street glide you're you didn't have the vent so you can probably weigh in here because i heard you make a comment the other day about she'll not blow your glasses off yeah and you said something about but that but you could tell a difference between a bat wing with no vent and a bat wing with a vent yeah you can tell a lot less buffing a lot less buffing so what, do you notice that or do you notice that you're getting more air? Are you getting any more air or any less air? A little bit more air. But you can close that vent, you're fine. Yeah, I close that vent, then it goes back to a lot of buffing. Huh. So you see, that's that's kind of cool to have both sides of it. Because, Alan, you just recently got a road glide, right? Yes. How, you This year? Yes, back in the winter. Yeah. So he... Uh, I've put a lot of miles on it since. Yeah. So But but you but you were talking about uh, how, how, how was it you said it? You said it the other day that you, you kind of miss your ultra. Is that because, but here, everybody listening to this podcast, you have to know this man. His opinion is based off of your opinion. I mean, if you like his bike, he likes it. But sometimes he gets in his own rabbit hole where he, he's like, man, I miss my ultra. And I, I want to know why. I sort of like the bat wing better, the looks of it. Do you really? Yeah, a little bit I do. Really? Yeah. But, I, I, but you said this bike you have now is the most beautiful bike you ever owned. The street glide was pretty close. But compared to the Ultra, you like the looks of this better? Yes. Okay. So, a video I watched, and they, they kind of did the same thing where they took a road glide, and then his buddy took a street glide on a, uh, a pretty long tour. And at the very end of it, they kind of compared the two. And actually, the most noticeable thing was fatigue. And they were talking about once you go you know, 70 miles for hours on end, and you have that wind fighting against you on that bat wing because you're, you have that weight ultimately on your handlebars. So without you even knowing, you're putting stress on the handlebars, but as a road glide, since it's frame mounted, you don't have that fatigue. Dude, I will tell you, I, I have noticed a difference. I put those different crash bars on my bike, the Santoro Fabworks, and I put a, they send with you because you delete your crash bar, right? And you put theirs on. Well, they send you, you have to have fairing brackets. So they send you these. I'll show you when we leave here. But they, they hide up. They actually go into your tank mount, the bolt that holds your tank on the front. It mounts there, and then it mounts in your turn signals. So it's like up underneath. The only way you can see is if you're up on the tank and you look down through the fairing. But, dude, I notice such a difference in those. My fairing, my fairing sometimes will give a little move. Because it will, and it, just at the bottom, you know, like on the race bikes and bagger racing yeah. league, they got nothing holding them fairings on. Right? They're no. just on the front, right? Well, that's how it is. Kind of on mine, sometimes you'll get to a corner, you'll see that you'll see the bottom kind of flex a little bit. Yeah, scary. <laughs> so where'd you let's let's talk. Where'd you go? Where'd you go this past uh, couple of weeks? All right, so uh, I rode out the Sturgis for like the last four days of the event, and it was my first time there, and uh, I, I took I eighty out there. 
and then I, I you have to excuse the uh, race going across the street right now. Yeah, we got a we got a USAC race across the street. We didn't we kind of got the the garage doors open and everything going tonight, so we didn't really plan that too much. <laughs> But yeah, I took I-80 out there to uh, Iowa, then shot up to Waterloo, and then hopped on I-90 and ran through South Dakota. Uh, once I got there, I went out there solo by myself. And first time in Sturgis, uh, my take on it is is it's kind of turned into a tourist trap. I'd prefer like an easy rider rodeo. Um, we were we were just talking about me and Alan went out there in 18. We went out in, yeah we went out in 18 and like our expectations for this was like high right you're in sturges like it's it's high expected the motorcycle capital of the world for this event and we got out we had don't get me wrong i'm not trashing sturges at all we had a we had a fucking blast the shit that we did do we had a blast but there's so much going on that you you i'm telling you if you plan a trip to sturges you listen to this you plan when you're going to go to things plan going out to devil's tower needles highway because you'll miss the week will get away from you in a second and so no, i think the partying aspect was fun but i think we missed out on like like we, we rode through a little bit of custer state park but we didn't do all of it that's where the buffalo i seen you posted a picture of the buffalo and stuff like that so i think we missed out on that we might we we might go back we were talking about this we might go back uh just just to do like go out there just to be there like not during the rally I would definitely recommend that because yeah. I mean the rally was an experience to say hey I've been here I've seen it you know yep. it was it was missing some of the debauchery I like at rallies um, but uh, to go see Devil's Tower to small towns like Spearfish and stuff like that Deadwood Deadwood, Deadwood I love Deadwood <laughs> uh, <laughs> look at how we'll get to this later we'll I'm, talk about I'm a later. big history buff so like I went in there and uh, I think we should. Do you want to keep, you want to go on that, or you want to go off what we were talking about? Let's stay on your trip. All right. So you went to okay. Sturgis. Yeah. So uh, like going to the Badlands. I mean, my most enjoyable part about that ride was the actual ride itself and the areas around Sturgis. Uh, my buddy's a production manager for Pegasus in the Rooftops. So Shout I said, him out, man. Shout yeah, him yeah. Pegasus in the Rooftops. Check him out. Uh, Floating Leaf Entertainment, Texas. Co Wetzel, Colby Cooper, all of them. Uh, Dylan Wheeler. Um, but uh, uh, I was out there hanging out partying and whatnot with them but i tried to limit myself on the partying in sturgis um because i wanted to see the the sights around there so after i left there i shot up to devil's tower seen stonehouse saloon um ran down to deadwood and from deadwood i went and seen mount rushmore and then the next morning i seen custer state park and then headed down to colorado see a buddy of mine at fort carson I, I watched you. You documented it well. You didn't overpost. You didn't like make it. I, I, I think what I'm gonna do because we're doing the Daytona and uh, Key West. I think I'm gonna kind of kind of do our trip kind of like how you did it. I'm gonna do like like a day and just take pictures of the whole day and then post when I go to bed. Like hey, day one, this is what we did. You know, kind of that. You did that like on a few things where you like botched your pictures together. And I think that was a good idea. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of. I didn't really get on this until. Are you done with your trip? Was that your trip? Um, I mean, my trip finished out in Colorado where I rode Mount Evans. I, I went out to Colorado maybe a month or two ago and did Pikes Peak and then found out Mount Evans is just, you know, a couple foot taller. So <laughs> I had to go knock it out. And then when I came down out of Mount Evans, I stayed, I stopped in a little town, I think it was Idaho Springs. And I went to a, a bar called the Buffalo. And while I was eating there, I found out it was the same bar from Pantera's Cowboy from Hell. They had a picture of it and stuff. It was one of the older bars out there. That was badass. Yeah, that was cool. So. Oh yeah, it was sick, man. Uh, that, that's the cool thing about the saloons out there. Like the one I was drinking in was built in 1881 and whatnot. It's just a lot of history. Wow. So then, then you come home from Colorado. Yeah, after partying for a few days in Colorado Springs with my military buddy, we I took off across to uh, Nebraska. I chose to avoid Kansas after last time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think those trips like that by yourself really really teach you a lot about your riding and what you you know kind of go at your own speed you're not following nobody else i think that's awesome yeah it's definitely a form of therapy for me you get lost in your own head just rolling down the highway it, yeah sometimes i'll be riding sometimes and like thinking to myself about something and then get like two or three miles down the road be like dude why was i just thinking about that because you have no worry in the world on that thing none yeah i mean, I, I just i like the whole like old school saddle tramp scooter trash stuff yeah and i and i'm trying to keep it alive as much as possible shout out del chastine uh what so, you say? so there's we don't get a lot of veterans on the on the podcast yeah um He's, are you a veteran? I am not a veteran. He's just oh, a buddy of mine that's yeah. in the military. Okay. Let me yeah. clarify that very fast. <laughs> okay. So, but 
What I always get to, and I don't think a lot of people understand this, is for the military veterans, I mean... You can speak on this very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean... Thanks for service, Matt. No. Oh, thank you. But... <laughs> he hates that. It, yeah. So, <laughs> when it comes to um, the military in general, I think a lot, like Harley Davidson, I know there's a lot of history behind it, World War II. Um, but I don't think a lot of people understand the reason why military veterans flock to whether that's just a motorcycle, motorcycle association, club, whatever the case may be. It's because of that brotherhood that you earn or sisterhood yep. um, while in the military. And I mean, you meet just random people, but you grow that connection. And I think even on the motorcycle scene, regardless of what you're in, I mean, you hell, we rolled up to HPI and I mean, you felt that sense of, I don't know them, but I get along yeah, with them. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. They're cool. And same thing if you go up to a Harley Davidson dealership that you like and you meet people that you've never ever met before, but it's like, Okay. If that's your thing, yeah. yeah. I like uh, what I what I like about the motorcycle thing is is maybe not so for the older guys, but like for the younger guys, I feel like HPI and that that kind of stuff kind of put like a the making your bike your Harley go fast and handle well. I think that kind of gave guys like you know us sitting here, the younger guys, a kind of spark. Like man, this is like Harleys are fun. I don't have to go 180 mile an hour on a you know on a crotch rocket to have fun. I can do it on a Harley too. Yeah. So that, that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, there's a big stigma about that, that big bikes can't go fast and handle well. Yeah, come I'm on. Here to tell you that's a lie. So, yeah. so I have to ask you this. Um, big wheel bagger or hell yeah, brother, what would you prefer? Hell yeah, brother, for sure. Oh, you got, if you ride your bike, it's got to yeah. be. Where, where, where were we? We were just somewhere, and a guy a guy was talking to us, and he was showing off. Oh, it was over at uh, Hog Days. There was a guy over there that I know. Uh, I'll shout him out here in a second once I remember his business name. I don't want to call him by name. But, uh, he, dude, he, like, you have to have respect. For, even the big wool baggers, you still have to have respect for him because, dude, he's a bike builder over there in Marion, and he is he is good at what he does. He builds 30-inch, you know, laid-out baggers. But, dude, there was one. I walked up to his booth over there at Hog Days, and he was like, find the brake line on that bike. Dude, he had engineered the brake line to go up, like, internally through the fork somehow, like, built something around the forks and go up. Only thing you could see on his front brake lines was this much, about an So, but, I mean, even even the, I mean, you can't ride it far. That's what, oh, I know what it was. It was with me and Tommy. Oh. We went up for him to buy his golf cart, and the kid that he sold the golf cart to was like, yeah, man, my bike's been up at Curly's. You know, Curly's a cool dude. Uh, big, you know, big wheel bagger builder. And he was like, you know, show me a picture of his bike. And I was like, well, what kind of front wheel are you going to put on? He's like, 30. I was like, dude, you're not going to be able to ride it. He was like, I don't ride much anyways. It's like, it's cool. And I was like, damn, man. That, that hurts. <laughs> $100,000. No. $100,000. Yeah. Uh, blown out 131, uh, big wheel, all this stuff. I mean, it's pretty pretty wild. So back to back to Deadwood. Back to Deadwood. <laughs> Wait, oh, Deadwood, dude. I, I fell in You want to talk about, I've never... I haven't traveled a whole lot, but I fell in love with Deadwood, dude. Like, it was, the vibes in Deadwood were unbelievable. Me, Tucky, and my father-in-law, Steve. Shout out Steve. He's listening. He's going he's gonna to laugh at this. We go out there one night, and we park the bikes up in the cabin. It was a haul, bro. We'll talk about that cabin in a second. It was a haul up there. So we're like, we're going to take the rental car. We're going to take the rental car down to Deadwood. So we take the rental car down there. My wife, Tucky's wife in the front seat and then me uh, tucky and my mother-in-law in the back seat no steve was in the front seat elizabeth laid on top of us and we get out there there's like seven people in this little car and we get out there and steve and tucky are like hey let's just go the women are gonna go do their thing let's go bar hopping right so me everybody i mean i can't explain to you there's probably what maybe 11 or 12 bars in that town is there that many yeah, they're on the main strip. On the there. main strip, right there. Yeah, like where the casinos are built into them and stuff like that. Yeah, they've got they've got poker, all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So we we go in there. We're gonna. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll sound just like HPI. Uh, but anyway, so we roll in there. So we every every bar that we go to, Tucky's like, every bar we go to, Tucky's like, hey, let's just buy a drink. Everybody will buy around. And by the time we get around, you know, we should be feeling good and having a fun time. I'm here to tell you, that's the night we found Basil Hayden and Coke. And we're drinking.
freaking Basil Hayden and Coke doubles everywhere we go. And Tucky, of course, Tucky got us drinking the Basil Hayden. But we get to our fourth or fifth bar, and we're just, I got a video, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it one day on social media because it's a good video. But we're sitting at this bar. This guy in the corner is singing, uh, I don't know what it was. I can remember the song, but I can't think what it's called. He's just playing with a harmonica, and, a, and a, you know, the vibe was just great. There's like 12 people in this bar, and I'm videotaping us. You know, Tucky's like, are you live? And I was like, he's drunk. I'm like, no, we're not live. I turned over to my father-in-law, and he's like, hell yeah! You know? <laughs> but, dude, we got our asses ripped that night. These women go out shopping and go into all this little stuff in Sturgis or in Deadwood. We show up at that 12th bar, like, dust all over us because we've been in a dusty floored bar. And we're just, we're hammered. Oh, dude, they ripped our ass. My father-in-law gets in the back of the car. And he, he sat, did he sat in the back with us? And Elizabeth laid over the back of us. Don and Cecilia sat in the front. And the whole time, my father-in-law's hammered. And he's sitting in the back seat going, I'm a bad man. I'm a bad man. Dude, just pissing them off. Was, was, was Deadwood your favorite? Yes, it was. Um, a lot of activity going on there. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty wild. What was your favorite part about Deadwood? Did you like sitting up on top of that? There's one bar where you can go upstairs and sit on the rooftop. I didn't see that one. Oh, dude. That was not Deadwood. Yes, it was. 100%. Heath and them came and met us there. Yes, it was. It was Deadwood. That's actually what you were talking about, about meeting friends. That's how this all ties in. Meeting people. We were sitting on this rooftop bar out there in Deadwood. Probably everybody's been drinking, I'm sure. This guy next to us just sparks a, uh, a conversation up with Horn, Austin Horn. And Horn just starts talking to him. Horn's drunk and he's drinking, <laughs> talking to this guy. And they get to talk. Dude, they build a friendship right there. That guy hung out with us the rest of that night there, gets on Facebook, adds us on. I'm here to tell you, every year we go to a ride or have a ride, he always has me send him out a T-shirt. So we, we send him a T-shirt out in South Dakota every year just by meeting a dude on a rooftop bar. I mean, it, it, stuff like that's what's cool. Yeah, I met a pretty cool individual while I was heading back to my bike. I, I kind of just stopped in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. You can shout them out. Oh, shout yeah, out. yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Overnight Sensations uh, out of Cali. Uh, he showed me some prototype bars that he has that are absolutely badass. Um, I was just out there. I was getting on my bike. There was a sportster like, that parked like three inches from me, so I was trying to like, edge around it and stuff. And uh, he come over and made a comment, and he said, I like the bars. I've got BMC Hoopties on mine. So I was like, oh, right on, man. He goes, yeah, a lot of people don't know about those from, like, around here and whatnot. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you want to check out my bars? And I said, yeah, sure, dude. So we go down there, and uh, he showed me his bars. And he goes, man, these are prototypes. He goes, I own this company, Overnight Sensations. And uh, you want to check them out? I said, yeah. So I made a little video, and I threw it on my TikTok, uh, which is uh, Dirty Davis and the Boys. You can find me on there. Dude, you're kind of, I didn't know, but you're kind of a TikTok, you're kind of a, kind of a TikTok sensation. Oh yeah, this video blew the fuck up. No shit. So I'm looking at them. These risers are telescopic and tilting, and, and, and they're operated, you know, with just a button up underneath the side of the bike. And he said those are his prototype bars. So we get to looking at them and stuff, and he's showing me, and these things rise all the way up to like what? What would you say in the video? About eight inches, ten inches, something like that. And then it oh, can, at least ten. Yeah. And they can tilt back and forth, like full movement on them. And like the bars are quick release and all kinds of stuff. They're, they're cool. Go check them out. They're on uh, Dirty Davis and the Boys. It's on my TikTok. So. They're pretty cool. Yeah. I think they're talking about flying down doing an install. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, uh, he's going to come out and uh, possibly make me and Rex here uh, brand ambassadors. So. They'd be pretty cool. Yeah, dude. I'm looking forward to it. They're badass. Just check them out. So. Yeah. Hey, I told him too. They're, they're just starting up. I'm like, hey, man, it's kind of kind of be cool if you did something with the podcast and he was like dude let me get let me get these bars done he's like i am i am 100 in so the yeah. guy I, I was talking to him his marketing like if i can say anything if he's listening i can say anything like you know good criticism for him is i think his marketing is not his his instagram page for his business does not scream like i'm selling telescopic t-bars yep. it's like pictures of like I think one of them was like his his business card had like some boobies on it or something. Like it, it's cool, but I, I don't know what his business is, you know. So I think if he's if he's listening, if he could market himself better, I think those bars will be. I think Matt, Matt knows too, and I mean yeah. Tucky's even seen him. He's like, dude, like, hey T Rex, if you don't take those bars, I'll put them on my bike. You know, I was like, dude, I don't care. I I'll hit I'll I'll promote his shit no matter what. But like, for my I told him on my bike, I was like, dude, I can't. I don't want. Right, and, and the, 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 the ones in the video are an early prototype. He's yeah, he got, said titanium or yeah, something? Yeah, he's got some titanium models he's going to put on our rigs. And uh, 
the thing about it is is that I, he hadn't posted any videos of it. I think the reason why he brought him out there was to kind of just let people see him and check him out. I just took a real quick video of him moving those around, and I'm almost to a million views on TikTok. I think I'm up to like 975,000. And you got to keep holy shit. Oh yeah, and you got to keep in mind like my TikTok was not that popular. I probably had like 200 followers. I just post a bunch of lame GoPro videos. What are you so. at now, follower wise? Uh, like 3,500 or something. Wow. Try to hit that 10 grand mark so they can throw me a little dough. There you go. Buy me another GoPro. <laughs> there you go. Actually, this is our first, uh, we won't release it, right, Matt? But we're, we're videoing this podcast so in hopes that uh, we can get some kind of cool footage of what we're doing and maybe maybe take it out to the old Bagger Racing League. Yeah, no, so we, we've heard uh, quite a bit of people mention to us why don't you guys do a video podcast? I, I think we spoke on it last episode too. Um, and so I was starting to do research and I found out there's a lot of people using GoPro, um, like I forget the one, but it's 4K video. And then there's people using GoPro 360s. Yeah. So I said, well, hell, why don't we just try using that? And then what we're gonna do is figure out quality, angle, uh, things of that nature, and then get it to where we can actually start posting more like TikTok, like snippets um, as a promo, and then eventually maybe uh, do a YouTube channel. Yeah, I think that would be the, the uh, key, especially once your life kind of settles down a little bit. Uh, I think we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to finagle or get away to have our own standalone spot to pod. Like right now, we talked about on our few podcasts ago, but like we went so low stream because we didn't know what was gonna happen. And then once the shit kind of like, I think it was after Flash's episode and HPI, things kind of like really vamped up and it was like, fuck dude, this could probably go somewhere. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> you said last episode that uh, someone reached out to us and they were wanting to do a podcast and they actually asked, like, it, it kind of put it into a perspective like, hey, you guys sound really good. What equipment are you guys using? And I'm like, we sound good? <laughs> I'm like, because we didn't go expensive on this. No. Because we didn't know what to expect. Exactly. And I think just over time with us keep doing this, um, you know, we'll, we'll eventually be able to actually upgrade and uh, not sound like it's a racetrack. And I think that's one of the biggest things that T-Rex was getting at before I went on the geek train is once we figure out kind of where to podcast, we'll be able to just keep things set up because right now we're just traveling with equipment and isolate background noises a lot better and it'll be a higher quality sounding podcast. Well, a controlled environment because yeah. our guests, like right now, I'm not super comfortable to pod, you know, so I think I think we can have something more comfortable, more accessible. I think we can I think we can kind of get shit going better there. So Tucky's Tucky, I'm over here looking at him. Tucky's got a wife. We call her Big Mama. She's going she listens to every podcast. So she she wanted to be here tonight but she couldn't. Uh, she she cracks me up because we give her so much crap because we you know she's a she had a, a little patch on her little vest that she wore when she rode and it said original biker bitch you know well then everywhere we go she always finds a reason not to ride time she's to like, take it all <laughs> <laughs> so we talk we talk about that but uh, she wanted to be here tonight but so how how do you do you know this. Because you, I, I always said that if we had a, you know, our friend group, if we had a name for you, it would, it should have been Enduro. Because I've watched this man ride on as equally as much all-terrain as I have a paved road. So I can tell you some stories about him, like us almost dying and him, like keeping it going through a grass field, you know. But what, what, how do you think you got to like ride like that? Because I've never met anybody else. Dude, if you go to his house, here's, I'm gonna get, give you a little snippet. You go to his house, he's got a gravel driveway. <clears throat> he don't take the gravel driveway. The dude's going through the lot next to him, oh, you know, around tree stumps and twigs, and, and, and then he's gonna hit the pavement and on the sidewalk and go off the curb. Like, could've went down the driveway. Nah, we're gonna do this. So what, what made you kind of be like that? Being on a lot of dirt bikes. You think uh, so? Four-wheelers. Um, I just don't think about it when I'm on my, hardly. When you go off the road, just go off of it, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> tell them, tell them about uh, because I'm talking a lot and you're not. So tell, talk to us about that time we were heading over there, just uh, just north of Tipton on that one. But what what road is that? What road goes through? Uh, Are you talking about uh, 28? 
Um, no, not 28. Um, what, what, what road goes through Tipton out, out through the country and takes you to, to, uh, to uh, Noblesville? Oh, like near Arcadia? Yeah, Arcadia through that way. Was it 17? Or, I don't know. 19? 19. Okay, I thought it was 19. 19 goes south. Goes south, yes, okay. Though there's two big S-curves. I mean, you're going, and then it's a 90, and then you go about another half mile, and it's another 90. I mean, it's a Z, you know? So, anyways, go ahead. Colt didn't stop at nothing. <laughs> 80 miles an hour. He locks his brakes up, and his little feet's just dangling. <laughs> fish talent. I have to go around and go off into the ditch and up the other side. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't have to. Ah, <laughs> I'd have hit you. The, the best thing is all I is like, his little feet were just dang. I'm telling you, I have never, I ride sketchy, but I've never been in like such a sketchy uh, uh, situation where I felt like unsafe. Boy, it was, it was, hell yeah, brother, road glide, you know. <laughs> I had the I had the 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 KTM's up, you know, 14 inches, Fucking and I'm apes. yes, Z bars, oh. and I'm stretched out. I got my feet on the highway pegs, like I am full cruise mode, 85 mile an hour, you know. And next thing you know, dude, Tucky is right beside me. And that's what made me realize what I was doing. I was dazed. I was in what we were talking about, how you're in your head, mm. and all of a sudden I just come to and realize that, bro, that road's going left. And it's going left now. <laughs> it's 80 mile an hour oh. on, you know, highway peg, feet on the highway peg. And, dude, I just grab. And when I grab, that's just why I say that ABS saved my life because I, I fully believe it. Dude, I went. I was facing east-west. We were going north-south. And, I mean, I'm just fishtailing it. And meat was behind us. And this point of view is the best of all three. But all I see is me get stopped. I'm stopped. And Tucky just boom right past me the road went left and then that road continued to go straight so it was like a little triangle of grass dude 65 mile an hour through that grass just i mean dude i seen air between his ass and the seat he's oh just flying he gets up on the next road comes back up what the fuck are you doing you know yelling at me i'm like dude i don't know but what did you just do and he was like oh i couldn't have went beside you i was like why you were all over the road so the the most sketchiest thing i've been in is uh it was you tucky and okay. the maverick and i oh, and we're we're riding to tucky's house and that that road <laughs> right off the road field. i just i just remember us going about 60 70 miles per hour and since i live right on that road i know the curves so I see you guys still doing 60, and I'm about, they're about to fucking hit this curve. Okay, that was a sketchy night, too. What happened was, Tucky, Tucky and I both, I feel like we could ride pretty damn well. But I knew he knew those roads. Well, in my mind, I thought that road went straight from Matt's straight to Tucky's house. Oh, no. There's about two hard, hard curves there. I mean, what do you think? They're, they're S curves, wouldn't you say? That last one's more three, like a C curve. Three of them. And, dude, all I see is I see Tucky's brakes brakes and then i hear his bike and i'm like oh there's a curve i have no idea where i'm at pitch dark out set him on hour hit the curve it was a you know adrenaline was going crazy but now in the back of my mind i was remembering dude I, matt and ricky's headlights i lost them and i thought they knew that curve was there <laughs> yeah. they knew that curve was there tucky hit it because tucky's a good rider and i hit it because well i didn't know it was there but i think that's the other reason i did it well is because i didn't know it was there no and like, I have no issue riding at night. My The only issue I have is if I'm in a place I don't know, especially like backwoods, because at that point, you're just cruising. So you don't know exactly when a car, like what kind of curve it is. Yeah. All you see is signs. That's why I don't like. When you're riding at night, say local, you kind of have an idea what the roads are yeah. to where you can be like, okay, I, I know to get ready for a curve. I always pull up. I always pull up the uh, GPS on my phone on, Me the, too. on the handlebar mount, so I know what curves are coming. Dude, I'm so glad someone else says that. I don't care where we're going. If we're, if I'm second, third, fifth, sixth bike, if I if if I'm riding, I, I put my GPS on where I'm going because that that lit up road lets me know what's coming. And so I can position myself to make a hard left or a hard right. So that is a little trick I have 100% learned is that it that that helps you significantly. Now you are going to disagree because you're not a technology guy. You just hit the curves. Yeah, just ride old school. 
just right old school. I, I don't even look at that map when I'm writing. I mean, so would you say needles? I know you've done you've done uh, same as I. You've done the Dragon and Needles Highway. Needles Highway to me was impeccably harder than the Dragon. I agree. You oh, agree? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Would you? You had Dawn too, and she was screaming. Yeah, Dawn was crying. <laughs> uh, the bike bitch has to go. <laughs> so what? You say Needles Highway? Yes. I say one that's right up there with those two is uh, the Million Dollar Highway, US 550 from Montrose to Albuquerque. So the first time I went to Colorado, I took it. And I'm telling you what, there ain't no guardrails, there ain't no trees to catch you. You either eat it or beat it. And, eat it or beat yeah, it. And you're going to go off the side of a mountain if you don't beat it. So <laughs> I think that's Needles Highway. Needles Highway, you get up there and it's just like, I think what sucked about Needles Highway was you're you're taking these curves at such a high altitude and there's there's no drop, there's there's no rail. But also there's buses. There's there's buses, there's campers, there's RVs, and it's like, dude, you hit a five someone thinks about a five mile an hour curve you're like oh that's slow no it's slow oh yeah like it sucks i would rather i would rather take a curve at 20 mile an hour faster than what it suggests or uh, take a five mile an hour curve oh yeah it's all about that momentum so you back, lose that and you you're fall. down yeah and i did it as an unex- inexperienced rider with a passenger my bike i had got bad gas like unleaded and i didn't i guess i didn't my uh, octane booster wasn't a. uh, uh you know, formulated right, and dude, my bike was cutting out on Needles Highway. So that was, dude, I was white knuckled the whole way. That's a big nah for me. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the one road I really want to go on is the Twisted Sisters in Texas. I've I've heard that. Yeah, last when I ran through Texas, I always looked for like roads like that and stuff, and I really wanted to go check it out, but I didn't have the opportunity. Yeah, I I heard it's up there with, um, I think it actually beats Tale of the Dragon. Really? See, the Tale of the Dragon for me was cool because I imagine, I wish I could have went with you guys to, uh, what is it, Chalahua Skyway and the uh, Blue Ridge Blue Ridge Parkway, but like that's how for me the was the Dragon was a little bit more twisties, but like it's just it's smooth. It's a constant speed on the dragon, you know? Needles Highway is not. You'll go 40, then you'll go five. And I think that's what messes with your brain. One of the coolest things about the dragon for me, it's very short, but I mean, there's a lot of turns and shit. But the thing about it is you go down there and you see so many different kinds of bikes and so many like supercars, bikes, all kinds of stuff there. Yeah. And my favorite thing I've ever seen there was a whole pack of dudes on Honda Groms. What? Just ripping it up, oh, man. Groms? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Grom is, did you? Yeah. But they go, you know, 50, 60 mile an hour. Oh yeah, so. dude. It's scooters on steroids, but <laughs> I kind of want to. I kind of want to get one just to just to like feel the momentum of like standing a willy. Like I would. I would love to do that. Yeah, we're we're thick boys, bub. We we get on one of we're those things. We're thick boys. <laughs> we're thick boys. You guys, Alan's about a half thick boy. You want to you wanna talk about another thing, too, is when you get up in them mountains and them twisties and shit, and, like, all of us sitting here, we're corn folks. You know, we're cornfield people, right? We're on flat ground. You get up there in that altitude. <laughs> oh, boy. And I smoke, I smoke ciggies, and I get up there, and I get lightheaded and shit, and you're taking corners a little too fast, you know, <laughs> getting after a little too hard, and you kind of realize, you know, if I mess up one bit, I'm going to go off the side of this mountain. Literally. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think that's what got Dawn. T- keep talking about Big Mama. We come out of the Needles Highway, and they are one bike in front of me. I'm the last bike that had a GoPro, so I was videoing. They're in front of me. And we get down, I back my bike in right at the beginning of Custer State Park. And uh, there was a big storm coming in, so we pulled over to put our rain gear on. And I hear, <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, what is going on? I look over, and Tucky's got the bike laid on its kickstand. He's off the bike, and Dawn is just sitting, lonely, Big Mama on her bike, just crying. And I'm like, oh my God, something happened. You know, I run over, she's like, them curves. Oh, that was just awful. You know, she was so, <laughs> I love her to death, but like that tells you Needles Highway to me was like, boy, I would love to ride it now. It's too much sauce for some people. It's just too much sauce. And it, it should say that, though. Yeah. Like, if you're an inexperienced rider, I don't think you should go out there. So no, it's a big sign that says nuts drop here. Is that what it says? No, oh, I'm going to say they need to. a sign that says nuts drop here. So you know how they have that scale for something that's hot? Mm-hmm. They should do that for, like, curves. Twisties? Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a 10. Yeah. 
This is a you need to sign a waiver before getting on this road because we're not liable if you die. Tuggy, stop catching your phone. I, I always get excited when I see the sign that says motorcycle riders use extreme caution. It's like, hell yeah, brother. Now, now the scariest thing for people that live in cornfields, fucking deer. Yeah, dude. At there, nighttime. there has been times where I have, I've, I've left here and I've, I've went home and I, I take the back way all the way there. And there's sometimes where I'm just ripping corn on both sides and just going stupid fast down a country road. And then you get home and I'm like, damn, dude, one raccoon, <laughs> one raccoon hits my front tire. I'm airborne. So yesterday, riding up north, and every time I go there. Um, I always hit something. Oh, nice. So we're going, we, we got stopped by a train. We did a U-turn going through these backwoods and I was going about 60, 70 miles per hour and a fucking squirrel. Oh boy. Instead of going the opposite way where the bike is going, let's just go right in front of it. So I you kid it? you not, no, oh. I, I maneuvered the crap out of it. I was standing like squatting a little bit just in case and I just have Kirsten behind me pushing her weight on my shoulders and then afterwards slapping me. And I'm like, we didn't kill it. Kill it. I would have killed it. And we didn't die. I'm going I'm to tell you some weird shit. And yeah, I like weird I, shit. This yeah. podcast likes weird so, shit. So, every time. It doesn't have anything to do with like us stuffing uh, animals. Or oh, wait, it, this this involves animals okay. and me, buddy. Get okay. ready. <laughs> Grab your seatbelt, Did he say it's animals? <laughs> Did he say animals and butter? No, no and no. me. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, go ahead. Let's hear that. You ready for this? Right. It's actually really not that, that exciting, but it's, like it's, it's a weird thing that happens every time. So every time I ride a national park, right, and it's always it always happens when I don't have my GoPro on, so I don't know if you guys are going to believe it or not. I almost smoke a turkey every fucking time. <laughs> every fucking time. I come around a corner in a national park or, hell, even state parks, Brown County to Smoky Mountains to, you know, out west and shit. There's always a big-ass Tom turkey in the middle of the fucking road. <laughs> Do people don't realize how big turkeys are. Yeah, they're fucking bastards. They're big. Where you got the fucking Canadian geese? The Canadian geese. Cobra chickens. No, we need to do. <laughs> hey, we need to build a net around Canada so those fuckers can't come in. You know how they catch turkeys? Like in in Kentucky and stuff? You, you remember this conversation, don't you? The fence? They catch turkeys? Oh, dude, listen. It's insane. You, somehow they put like a funnel. They get, a, they get a chain link fence. They put a funnel in each one of the fence. Like stick it through. And they put corn on one side of it. And the turkeys, well, right? The turkeys come up and they'd stick their head in the chain link fence. Or was it the chain link fence or what was it? We a heard this from somebody on a trip. A sp spring mattress. So that's what it was. It was a spring mat. Okay, I'm way wrong. It's You're a turkey, right. it's a turkey yes. glory hole? Listen, literally, listen to this. You take a, a box spring mattress. You and burn you, it. And you burn it and you get it down to just the springs. You set in the field. You were right. Give me some. You got it. Even though, you know, you got it. They put put feed at the bottom of the springs. And the turkeys will put their beaks in there in the springs to get it. And it holds them. <laughs> and they just they just choke themselves pretty much. It sticks its head through the springs. That's what I said, goes yeah. Back, not down in it. Yeah, but in the spring. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. So not like down the hole. Just right across. Across. Correct. Okay. I was thinking myself just watching a turkey seeing like feed and then going through all that work just to like <laughs> go upwards and then just stick his head down. I could definitely see a turkey just going straight for it. At that, at that point, do you make Thanksgiving? Oh, that's a friend's yeah. For sure. <laughs> you, ever, you ever kill a turkey? No. You ever seen a turkey get killed? You ever fuck a turkey? <laughs> That's a question for Alan. <laughs> Have you? No. You ever thought about it? No. Can I tell the story about my, my buddy I met over in uh, I met over in, in Rossville? Oh lord. Ever told you the story? It's a motorcycle story. Let me hear it. All right. Me and a couple dudes bored one day, Friday. We're all off work. We're like, let's go for a ride. So we head over to Lafayette Harley, Hunter's Moon. Go there and we're like, man, them them uh, Bloody Marys and Teresa's are pretty good. You know, Absolute shout fire. Shout out Teresa's yeah, yeah. in Rossville. Oh, yeah. They have the best Bloody Marys in the world. So we stop in there. And we're at the bar. It's Friday about 2 o'clock. Three people in the whole bar, you know, in the place. We're, you know, in the back bar. We're sitting in there, and this old I mean, he's old. He's like 
skin and bones old sitting at the counter. Well, you know, we're three dingleberries, you know, so we're like, hey, man, what are you drinking? You know, he, MGD. And uh, so we're, we, you can tell he's a local. So we're like, hey, man, come sit down with us. We're at a four top. He comes down, sits down. He's like 98 years old, lived in Rossville his whole life. I can't tell you half the story, but the half I can tell you. We get into a pretty deep conversation with this gentleman. He's hammered, you know. And so I'm like, man, you've been on this earth 97 years. Like, you've had to see some wild stuff. Well, that story I'll tell you off the podcast. It's hilarious. But then as we're sitting there, of course, shout out Heath Keeling. He says he listens to every podcast. So if he does, here's his test. Heath asked the man, as he's inebriated, he says, you lived on a farm your whole life. You ever had sex with any barn animals? What? And this gentleman took this question and he ran. Oh, absolutely. He said the best one. He never said how many, but he said the best one was the family great day. <laughs> and he said what they would do is they had a circular barn, like a silo, I suspect, and he'd get them in there, and they would just, him and his brothers would chase it, and they would take their turns on the family dog. And as soon as this comes out of his mouth, great conversation led to this point. And he literally goes, we'll take our check. <laughs> we'll take our Dude, we bought him a beer and we got out of there. It was like, dude, wrong question, wrong guy. <laughs> I literally don't live far from Rossville. Oh, now, I know. Now I'm scared. Yeah. Oh, you you should be. This man, and he was old, dude. I mean, he was old. But so he got excited. That's what was the most alarming thing. He got excited to answer that question. You know, anybody who might have done that as a kid would be like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> this dude, like, elaborated how they caught it. The process of doing it, you know, Dear it was like, God. Lord, and I'll never forget the other guy that was with us. Don't want to tell his name. He's a douchebag. But the other guy that was with us, he, he has this big mustache. And he used to always just, like, kind of play with his mustache. So he was sitting there, and he was playing with his mustache. And as the guy said it, he just went, and just, like, pulled his cheeks out. <laughs> he cannot believe what that old man just said. <laughs> so at that point, though, I mean, did everyone have a straight face except no. for him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he, no, he, it was true. Like, I, no reason not to believe that man. No. I, oh, I, us, our mouths were to the floor. Were like, it? we could not get out of that bar quick enough because it was like, dude, this, this guy, he just matched our weirdness plus 10, you know? The fact that he had standard operating procedures <laughs> yeah, he, for he, fucking a great day. He all, he all but had a booklet on this shit, bro. God damn. I want to see a fucking 10 point PowerPoint about that. Yeah. You know? So let's talk about, let's go off a rabbit hole here for just a second. Yeah. What, what, what you got to tell a, a story that you have encountered because you've been on trips other than just with us. Have you ever encountered anything like, like something like that? Something like out there bizarre that if you wouldn't engage in conversation, you wouldn't have got it. It's, this isn't really a conversation, but I was at a flying J one night and when, <laughs> when I'm wide eyed and I've been riding nine hours straight, especially on the home stretch, I'm just ready to get the fuck home. Yeah. And it, it's always like flyover states like Iowa or Nebraska oh, or was terrible, fucking some parts of Missouri, Alabama, shit like that. Yeah. I was stopped and I know exactly where I was stopped. I was outside of Joplin, Missouri. All right. So this I, man's gonna hear it. Oh, so this is no. It wasn't a man. <laughs> oh, all right. I, I didn't talk to this person. I'm person. just sitting out there chain smoking cigarettes like a motherfucker. Right, get home, all fucking yeah. whipped off my Adderall and stuff, you know. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I literally see a lot lizard gal trap. First time seeing a lot lizard. I see a rare Pokemon these days, you know. <laughs> That bitch fuck climb out that truck, got down there, and I ain't shitting you. Washed her pussy off with a fucking mud puddle. No, but no, skirt on. You're kind of woman. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen anything like that? No. No. <laughs> I mean, she was all like, "No need to fear, azithromycin is here." You know, she don't give a shit. Oh, pH that pH hey. balance is probably knocked off this planet. You know. I know his family will never hear this podcast, so I will tell one on on, on uh, a past guy on this podcast, old Flash man. He would tell you stories like that over and over in uh, Korea. He would tell you stories, and I'm not going to go into depth with them mm. because they're worse than that. But the stories that is like a thing. Like, yeah. you just go wash off like that and go right on to the next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And there's, there is a man right now trucking across the United States that was with that woman that got Wear, out of that Wearing truck. her herpes <laughs> one <laughs> month at a time. Imagine the itch you would accumulate from that. For one, you got swamp ash. You've been in a truck all day. Now you got swamp dick. You know? <laughs> oh, boy. So what else? What, what do you got, Alan? You got any crazy stories? No, I don't. Well, you have to. It's a podcast no. where we talk. 
you don't have any stories. You can't, think, can't take it nothing. Come on, man. Reach deep in there. You got anything? No. No. On a trip. Okay, I got one that you know. The Uber ride home from... No, you don't remember. That's why we don't know. The Uber ride from Deadwood to, to our cabin. Remember, little bit of it. Don't, this, don't remember the whole ride. Middle Eastern dude. I mean, all you know, they all are, right? Middle Eastern. Sorry, Matt. Sorry for your <laughs> Middle Eastern dude. And we were, we were hammered. I mean, there was no doubt. In Sturgis, hit hammered. And this dude was just like giving it back to us. Like anything you said to him, he he'd play a Hannah Montana song or something. You know, get us go. Cool dude. But Alan just, Alan don't remember that ride at all. Well, I had video of it. And so he's in the back seat. Just shut up. My God. Shut up. Everybody in the car, he's so drunk. I showed him this video the other day, and he goes, who is that? I go, dude, that's you. You remember that? I don't even remember that ride. Just a little bit of it, not a whole lot. What's the wildest thing you've seen at the boogie? Oh, boy. Can we go on air on this? Well, I think we talked about our first episode. I, someone else could probably answer. Wildest thing I saw, like, me personally, I don't know what he did to me. But I don't know if I told that on there, did I? About Dick? Oh, yeah. I don't think I told that, did I? Did I tell that story? The first podcast? Is it, is it the one at Boogie? Yeah, with the guy sitting across from me. Yeah, okay, you I said that, that one. That one, and probably the guy washing his, like, leg on the wall, like, washing his gooch and butthole with his hand. Like... Trying to establish dominance. <laughs> yeah, you know me. I got out. <laughs> Jethro was not taking me down. <laughs> so, what's yours, Matt? I was going down to Florida, and uh, me and my buddy stopped at right at the beginning of Georgia, and so I'm going in there trying to get monsters and shit. And I think we were we just graduated high school, so I haven't I don't have a bike yet, and we're taking turns driving. I go in there to get sweets, monsters, just to wake us up. And the clerk, most weirdest thing, and I will try not to sound much like him, but it's kind of hard to. He was like, oh, so you got a sweet tooth. Oh, God. And I was like. Was uh, there boiled peanuts in sight? <laughs> That's all you know you're in. So I'm like, yeah, me and my buddy are coming from Indiana to Florida, and we're just trying to get something to wake us up. Looks at me and says, oh, well, you're in Georgia now. Dude, I got the fuck out of there because oh. if it, just the tone he said it, I was like, "This is this what happens? A bunch of tuckies start coming out." A bunch of <laughs> Look at him drool. <laughs> What's yours? He was probably trying to sell you some of that Trailer Park Terry's two-liter turbo crystals. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that left one. Yeah. There's a guy I work with that calls it high-speed chicken feed. High-speed chicken oh. feed. <laughs> What's the difference? Uh-oh. Between oh, Hitler here, here we go. and a gay dude. Say that again. What's the difference between Hitler and a gay dude? You guys told me this the other day. It's like <laughs> 90, 90, 90 degrees 90, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to put this on the podcast here. Um, I saw that on TikTok. I do not claim any rights to that joke. And it was by a gay dude. Yeah, so we were covering so, yourself. Yeah, just so we don't get freaking hit with the LGBTQAYZ committee. They finna fuck you up, fam. <laughs> yeah. God. Two wheels on way, taking off Spotify. <laughs> That's how um, it goes. But what else? What else you got? Anything else? Let's talk about your bike real quick. Let's not go too far from the rabbit hole. Oh, the what hell up? yeah, brother rig. Well, it's it's like you got the screaming eagle Owens on it. Yeah. So I wanted to put T bars on it, but I was a nerd and wanted to st- like didn't want to move my gauge cluster and shit. You actually helped me put them bars yeah. on and yeah. stuff. And I had heated grips. You have all the fancy shit. That's just because I put a lot of miles on my bike. Yeah, and I yeah. like to stay somewhat comfortable while I'm going down the road. But I've got, like, Olin shocks on the rear and stuff like that, you know, the piggybacks and whatnot. I'd, li- I'd like to switch out the forks because now that I have good suspension on the rear, I realize how bad the forks are. I have something to tell you, and I don't know if I told you or not. What's that? He was talking about that. So I called Carol the other day, Burks, to try to get a uh, sponsorship for something. <clears throat> he was like, oh, absolutely, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, hey. You going to Biketoberfest? He's like, yeah. Daytona? Yeah. It's like, Everybody's been trying to get you on a podcast. Alan was in the room. Tucky was in the room. I was like, everybody's been trying to get you on a podcast, and nobody can get you locked down. He goes, if you're there, I'm in. I was like, all right. 
So this is public now, Carol. You're getting on a podcast yeah. in Daytona. Get your ass over here, boy. Get your ass over here, boy. <laughs> but I kind of going to um, sponsorship rides. We're actually going to be doing our second uh, on the road podcast. Um, was it next Not, weekend? Yeah, next weekend. We're going to be actually going up to Wisconsin uh, for the Bagger Racing. Yeah, week. House of Harley. House of Harley's hosting it. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get up in there. We have uh, pit passes and uh, crew, crew passes for uh, the BRL, so that should be a blast. I think we're planning on leaving out Friday. I think both these guys are actually going. So So I, I got to double check because I think there's something going on Friday evening. Oh. So that's so we, we may have to figure that one out. But other than that, I mean, we're going to be up there. Yeah. And, oh, you're uh, talking about here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, we're missing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I am. But, I mean, I'm excited to go up to Wisconsin. I've never ridden. I've heard bad things about riding through Illinois. Um, but stay on it. Yeah. Lock Get the it. fuck after it. Lock, lock your bags. Don't stop for gas. <laughs> well, even the roads. Like, the traffic is ridiculous. Well, just getting around Chicago. When yeah. we went up there, it was, if you can ride, you're good. I mean. Make sure you flip off all the toll cameras. Yeah, oh, that's your, that's your, I think that's like your signature. Oh, it most definitely is. And not paying the tolls when I don't have to worry about it. So, <laughs> old, old Tucky can tell you something about not paying tolls. Fuck taxes. <laughs> Talk, tell him about going to Michigan. We went to Wisconsin the next weekend. You didn't have your plates. You didn't have to pay tolls. Grove through toll roads without my license plates on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. Lost it in, yeah, lost it. in don't, Michigan, don't worry, right? Yes. Lost it in Michigan, and the next weekend we went to Wisconsin, his plates hadn't came in the mail yet. So we go all the way through, so everybody's getting home like two weeks later. Did you get them tolls? God, you know, holy shit, the tolls are ridiculous. And Tucky's like, oh, I didn't have a license plate on my bike. Uh, I think he, he had registration, like he redid his registration, and he had like the receipt for like getting the new paper plate, but he didn't have paper plate. So if... <laughs> How can they get you if you don't have a license plate on? They can't. So how can they mail it to you? He, he they can't. They can. So so how did you get the, the the toll fee? Or is it just because you stopped and they saw you? You don't. Home? You don't. He didn't. He didn't get sent nothing because he didn't have it. Oh. Yeah, we were all getting the tolls, the bills, and I was calling him and I was like, "How much was your toll?" Because it was like a lot more than what we kind of expected. And Tucky was like. Dougie was like, uh, he said, he said something about, dude, I didn't get any. I was like, well, we all got them, so something's wrong. He was like, oh my God, T Rex. He said, I, I got no plates on my bike. I was like, oh, you lucky dude. So we may go through Illinois and get pulled over, and Tucky might go to jail. <laughs> I'll bail you out, Tucky. It'll be all right. Hey, but since then, though, he's got a new bike. Yeah. So he'll, well, he'll get hit this time, no matter what. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not without plates. <laughs> yeah, he's going to lose his plate the day before. Hey, he's a- <laughs> I'll tell you a pro gamer move. I mean, I don't know, like, because like, a lot of different, like, toll booths are different. So, like, in Colorado, they actually take a picture of your fucking face, and they got cameras all. Yeah, like, if you use, like, the express lane or something like that. But. They got uh, you from every angle. Yeah, I was riding with a buddy of mine up to Milwaukee um, two, three years ago, and uh, I got hit with tolls, but he didn't. And when we got to look, and it's because he had a tour pipe on tour pack on his bike and it blocked the cameras downward angle towards his license plate because oh. his tour pack sits far back oh nice i'm rolling my tour pack that's a trick <laughs> pro gamer move the the worst camera system i've ever seen on roads is in germany really dude that you can't see them and everything is wooded and so if you think about 40 kilometers it's not a whole fat like What's, what's the conversion miles per hour? Clock? I don't know. What is it? Kilometers an so, hour. No, what, what's 40 kilometers in speedometer? So I think 160 km is actually 100 miles per hour. And so on these back roads, I'm used to Indiana being 45, 50 miles per hour. 25. Yeah. So I'm used to riding about 45, 50 miles per hour. I get to Germany, and there's signs saying... 40 km and then um, 10 and the 10 just out of nowhere well I'm going 10 is that like 2 mile an hour? pretty much so I'm going probably 30 miles per hour and next thing you know I see a flash of light like I just got hit by the men in black (laughs) and like 3 weeks later uh, my sergeant at the time was like uh, 
did you get a ticket or something? I was like, no. She showed me. Luckily, I didn't have to pay that much, but motherfucker came out of nowhere. So, people in Germany, get your shit fixed. Damn, that's wild. You ever been hit with a ticket on your bike, Alan? No. Uh, never have been pulled over but one time. What happened? No turn signal. <laughs> Trying to catch you riding dirty. Was sure. that the other night? Did you get pulled over the other night? It was Back a, in October, wasn't it? No. No, it was last month. No, I did. Not, I don't know who that was that was down the road that got hit. That was your wife, wasn't it? <laughs> Don gets pulled over at Walmart. <laughs> huh? Don gets pulled over at Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. <laughs> you like Walmart, Dirty Davis? Uh, I love Walmarts. They're the best place to pick women up. <laughs> I really miss the 24-7 Walmarts we used to have. 3 a.m. was a wild time for Walmart. You know? <laughs> well, they literally had a Facebook page called People of Walmart. <laughs> Do you guys not realize how Hoosiers, we make everything plural? Yeah, I have actually have a friend who does that. Like, Wal- bad. Walmarts, Aldis. I still say Aldis. Yeah, but Aldis, if you're talking about a lot of them, it's kind of be a plural. Hose, you know. Hose. <laughs> Targets. Kroger's. My biggest one, my biggest plural that I hate is deers. Deers? You're like, do you see all them deers? Like, no, brother. Them deer. deer. Them deer. Them deer. I would like to point something out with deer here in Indiana. They're yeah. absolutely fucking stupid. They are. Right. Hard, yeah. You get out west, the mule deer know they know they know not to go on the road. White tail <laughs> white tail deer are like, you know what? I think today's the day. I'm just going to end it all. This yeah. <laughs> runs at you. Well, let's ruin someone's life. Yeah. But just are we at that segment? Up. Yeah. We're at that time. We are. So uh, <laughs> this is Alan's favorite part. So I know Catfish, you haven't been on. Tucky, you haven't been on. Catfish, you said you didn't listen to us, which kind of hurt a little bit. Not going to lie, man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and he then, will now. And then Tucky, have, have you listened to any of our podcasts? He listened to two or three of them. Yeah, I've heard two or three of them. Okay. So Can you, you guys. Hey, here, here we go, Catfish. So. <laughs> well, I'm ready. My body's ready. So every segment. Close to the end, I always do some mind-blowing questions. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Okay. So, here we go. Um, Prepare yourself. Weird question segment with Matt. Okay. Have you ever noticed that swims and the word swims upside down? The word swim. Swims spelled swims upside down? S-W-I-M. Wow. Do you know what it is? That fucks me up, fam. That's too much. I thought swims was swims upside down. Exactly. Yeah. My body's like a pharmacy right now. This is just too much. All right. (laughs) Mind blown. Did you know you're younger now than now? Think about that one. He hit me with that on the way here. You are younger now than you are now. Man, I don't like to think about that. (laughs) Wait, that's that's a. What do you think about that, Alan? <laughs> so too much. <laughs> kind of frightening if you think about it. Are there really more nipples in the world than there are people? <laughs> yes. I work with a guy that's got four. Yeah, see, I love nipples. I have three of them actually. Do you have three yeah, nipples? Yeah, I, I have a, a mutated nipple. It's like two on one. It's for like the, a twofer. For the the video podcast reasons, let's see. Yeah, I gotta get it hard first, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 He's actually flicking it. I'm like an X Man, yeah. <laughs> Let me go, go, gadget nipple. If you have a room full of mind readers, okay? Okay. Who's reading whose mind? Oh, boy. That's a lot of mind reading. I heard one the other day. It's a mind orgy. It's a mind orgy. (laughs) I heard one the other day. It really wasn't a joke as much. See, look, there's another one. Oh, my. It's two for one, you know? (laughs) She could lick both of them at the same time. Would you? No. I heard one the other day. It was, uh, oh, what was it? What was the guy's name? Not okay, I got it. It was a comedian. He says, uh, ran into this guy. He goes, you ever notice how millennials' names are just really messed up? Millennials' names are weird. He was like, I ran into this guy the other day. His name was Jathan. Jathan. He was like, it was Jason and Nathan combined, you know, Jathan. And he was like, well, dude, just my natural habitat, the way I talk. He goes, if I, if I meet someone new, I like to repeat their name back a few times during conversation. Yeah. That way we kind of like, I kind of remember their name. And he was like, oh, that's cool, Jathan. You know, man, that, that's a nice bike, Jathan. Wow. Nice to meet you, Jathan. He goes, at the, 
at the end of the conversation, he goes, I don't find that funny at all. The guy had a list. Oh. His name was Jason. 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 <laughs> See, nobody does that shit to Mike Tyson. I'm not yeah, fucking yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. What's your, you understand, man? <laughs> Where'd you get your tattoo done? <laughs> All right, Alan. Send this out, man. What do you got to say? You have anything holding back that you kind of want to get off your chest or anything? No, no. I don't. Are you going to Milwaukee I'm with good. Are you going to Milwaukee with us? I might. You might. Mm. You got to tell the podcast. Are you going with us? Might. Tucky, what's the meaning of life? Fucking waking up in the morning. <laughs> That's the meaning? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Right. I'm winning then. I feel so. like he took that from full. Is that meaning a lot? Is that the meaning of life? Yeah, I'm right. Huh? I'm riding. You are going with us? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think you need any more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you there? Can you hear us? I'm here. Uh, oh. Welcome back. <laughs> so there he uh, yeah. is. All right, Matt, you want to send us out? Yeah. So that concludes uh, episode seven of Two Wheels, One Way. Uh, again, big shout out to our sponsors and anyone that's listening that um, you've, you've kind of grown to know the podcast. Uh, we're always open for sponsorship. We're always open just for you guys to message us on our uh, social media platforms like Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you know, suggestions, kind of what you guys want to see. Um, and you know, uh, we we truly do appreciate the support. Uh, we appreciate you, Catfish, coming on here, and then Tucky, and uh, hopefully. Even, uh, even though Tucky didn't say much. No, but it's still fun. Yeah, it's still fun. Hey, just uh, like I said, you know, Rosette Speed Technologies, them dude, that dude's awesome. The stuff he does is so cool. Um, I hope this helps him. You know, he's a little yeah. business trying to grow, so I hope uh, us doing this and you know him him getting on board early. I hope it helps him out. Uh, and then Stinger, dude, you just can't go wrong with Stinger. No. Them dudes, not only is their product badass, but them dudes are badass, too. Oh, for sure. And cool bunch of dudes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, But, yeah, always up for uh, suggestions. And then uh, other than that, we'll uh, stay tuned for Wisconsin, and we'll talk to you guys then. Peace. Thanks, thanks for tuning in, and uh, see you later.